it was one of the most impactful legislative sessions in South Carolina for conservative causes. You are listening to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast or watching us on Facebook. We're the fastest growing conservative podcast in South Carolina and joining us today in a very special podcast. We are here on the floor of the South Carolina House of Representatives with Family Caucus Chair John McCravey, representative out of Greenwood County. John, thanks so much for taking the time for us to get together and really talk about those issues that have mattered to cultural conservatives in South Carolina. Well, thank you, Dave. It has been a great year and great two-year session. And uh, I'm just happy to be here. And uh, we, we made such great progress. Uh, and we have to give credit to the Lord because that's where it comes from. Absolutely. So, you know, when, when we think about a few years ago, you started, you had a real heart for what needed to be done for, uh, for a, a family caucus. And folks at home don't know the story. We sat right over there in a set of chairs one day uh, last year, and you told the story about how the family caucus came together. Share with our folks kind of what happened with that. Well, you know, I knew that the Lord wanted me to run for office and, and I ran, but as I sat here the whole first year voting on issues, uh, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't initially find a group of Christians gathering together as Christians. We had the Republican caucus and that's fine and, and we have you know different, different groups, but um, as, I, as I listened to the votes, kinda as you would say, I, I listened to them as I watched, um, I saw that there were Christians in this body, you know, and there were a lot of them, but there was no real organization. They didn't have the influence that I wanted them to have and, uh, and, and good Christian conservative people. And so uh, as I sat there that first year voting, uh, listening, watching the votes, uh, the Lord just kind of impressed on me um, what I felt like was my purpose to be here and that was to organize and, and get those Christians together uh, in fellowship, uh, in voting, in influence. And so that's, that's what we did. And so I, I remember it was kind of scary. You know, you're a freshman, you, don't know, you, know, you really don't have any status, you know, and, and uh, as I walked around, I, I walked around during the budget debate. You know, those can get pretty boring. Uh, you, they, you know, they can last for a really yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. And so, so I asked about 17 people, if I remember correctly, uh, how would you like to be part of, a, of what we would call a family caucus of Christian conservatives who could get together and have fellowship, uh, pray for one another, and actually uh, have an influence and support legislation that would, would honor the Lord. And so uh, as we did that, you know, it was amazing. Uh, all of them said, yeah. Yes, I want to do that. Some of them were freshmen like me. Uh, some of them had been here a long time. And some of those said, we've been waiting on something like this. And I'm like, wow, why, why were you waiting? You know, I don't know, but, but this is great. And so uh, we've, to make a five-year story short, uh, we've grown from about 17 members to now 46. And uh, we're, we're doing well. And it's, it's a vibrant uh, group of people. So mathematically, that means out of the 170 members of the state legislature, you've got 46 members who are part of the family caucus. That's one out of four members in the South Carolina House and Senate who have distinctively said, I'm standing on Christian principles. That has to influence what goes on in a chamber like this. 
It does, and, and it's, it's been a good influence uh, in many ways. And, you know, we have, I think we've gained respect, uh, those, those people, and we've tried to work with people, not against people, to get things done. And so uh, instead of being a divisive group, I think we've actually brought more people together uh, and not just been a, a fragment or, or a dissension or discord. We, instead of that, we brought people together for good things. And that really has driven a lot of what took place, especially in the last part of this session. There were so many things that, that happened during this legislative session. You, you talk back to the very beginning of this session, it was uh, back in February of last year when S1, the heartbeat bill, fetal heartbeat bill, was passed in the Senate, came over to the House, the concurrence took place, and we stopped 98.5% of all abortions in South Carolina with that law. I mean, that was, that was huge. It was, and we had passed it in the House with, with uh, previous years. huge work here. I mean, it, it was a job to get it done. And we had passed it and sent it to the Senate the year before. Uh, they let it die. They didn't have the votes, uh, according to their majority leader, to get it get past a filibuster in the Senate, so they let it go. Um, they came back the next year. We elected people like Josh Kimbrell, who flipped the seat, Billy Garrett flipped the seat, and as a result, they had the impetus in the Senate to get it going the next year. And some of those people, like Larry Grooms, who I called up when I first filed that bill, and I said, you want to file the Senate version? He said, absolutely. And so uh, people like him that have been fighting for a long time on the pro-life side in the Senate finally were able to get it out and get past the filibuster and move it out. So it was a, it was a tremendous victory for, for the whole state, family caucus, pro-life, everything. When you think about this, folks, as, as we're having this discussion, it, it's, I, I find it very ironic that we sat in those chairs back at the beginning of last year. Uh, you pulled me into this chamber and said, we just need to sit down and talk, figure out what we're gonna do. Because we had a, a major, what we called the red wave that took place, five seats flipped in the House and Senate combined. Three here in the House, two over there, no, two here in the House, three over there in the Senate, which really seems small, but it was a dynamic change on the way that the count could go for that bill to go through. It really was, it was key. You know, they needed two or three votes to start beating that filibuster rule that they have, and they were able to do it with those key people getting elected. Uh, I worked hard for Billy Garrett in my area, you know that, and uh, uh, he, was, he was elected the first Republican in our area since Reconstruction. Really? So in that seat, so it was an amazing victory. Won by 5,000 votes. So when we look at how that first thing went through with the heartbeat bill. There were so many other things that as we began to, and we talked about this in Palmetto Family Matters Magazine, if you took at the inside spread, there were key items that we were working in conjunction with the Family Caucus and with our partners in One Message uh, to really begin to push forward on some issues here in South Carolina. And John, we were 10 for 10 this year on the things that needed to get done. And, and that is an amazing testament to not only God's grace and mercy, but the work that was done by folks like you, folks like Billy Garrett and Josh Kimbrell and, and Davey Hyatt and so many other folks in both chambers trying to work to get things done. So 
What are some of the highlights that when you look back at this year are really key? And who were some of those key people that were involved with that? Well, let me say, first of all, you know, and you're aware of this, we, we plan in the, in the off session and we came up with our priorities for the family caucus. And I think it was so good that Palmetto family also took those same priorities and worked hard for them. Uh, that, that and, and not just Palmetto family, but other groups as well. But Palmetto family's been there from the beginning in the family caucus. I need to say this, the very first place we met, Palmetto family found us a place to meet. And so they've supported us from day one, and you've been a great part of that. And so I want to thank Palmetto family and, and, of course, all of our groups like Citizens for Life, the Baptist Convention, the Catholic Diocese, uh, many others, you know, uh, that I could mention. But uh, because of that, that support, you know, we, it emboldens us here in the legislature when we see the people supporting what we're doing. You know, it, it makes a huge difference and it's encouraging. So uh, there were a lot of people that were, you know, instrumental this year in getting these bills done. I mean, I, I could just mention 46 names, you know, and they all worked hard. And so, uh, you know, I think about some of, the, some of the moments that we had, you know, as we were passing the heartbeat bill, uh, we had, you know, the year before, uh, in the house for the first time, we, we had a prayer meeting and it was really, really great, you know. And uh, we, we really had, I remember that, um, many members prayed for us and it was just a great time. We had a different sponsor for every one of these bills in the house. And it was just an amazing time of getting those bills through. Uh, just ticking them off, you know, save women's sports, Ashley Trantham, you know, she stuck with that for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and got it passed, you know. Um, and, and, that, and that bill in and of itself had, that was three times at bat for that bill. And that third time, we, we almost were getting to wonder, is it gonna strike out or not? But it, she, I, she knocked that one through. Yeah, we, we put it through the, the judiciary and my subcommittee, I got it out yep. twice only to be defeated in the full committee. So we changed tactics, took it to the education committee and got it through. Um, and Ashley had to put up with all, you know, when you, when, you, when you get a conservative bill through and you're a sponsor, uh, you put up with a lot of harassment. You know, I, I've had death threats uh, from the heartbeat bill. I had a death threat from this latest abortion reversal pill bill. You know, you, you, you get that. And she's had to put up with a lot too. So um, I want to talk about her. You know, Richie Yao, our pastor Yao, got through the Religion is Essential Act. Right. And uh, he's going to be, uh, he's, he, he, he got through the Senate with, with our senator's help over there. Uh, the REACH Act, we got passed. Uh, Gary Smith, of course, been, been uh, pushing for that for years. And um, that, the REACH Act actually requires a level of, of education on the founding documents. There were only two universities, Lander University and the Citadel, that were actually teaching uh, as a requirement our founding documents. So. Uh, even though it was required by law, it was right. an old law, so we, we revamped that law and got it through. So now Clemson and University of South Carolina are forced to teach the were there Constitution. Only, were there only tens of thousands of South Carolinians that have to go to get an education? Exactly. And they actually have to learn about how our government actually functions and works. Chairman Rita Allison in education, she did a great job for us on the CRT. Banning that, uh, transparency in education. We're hoping that that's going to survive somehow and get through. 
Now that um, did, did that get? I inserted think it's into in a conference. Right. It, it, it got inserted into another bill, and I think it's going to be a yeah. We got a proviso. We got a proviso, but we really need a law. Right. We really need a law on that one. Uh, the Meds Act. We we have a conference committee on that. We got that through both houses. Uh, there's one small difference in, a, in you know repeating some language that we need to straighten out, but that's rights of conscience for medical workers. Uh, preventing them from being discriminated against because they don't want to uh, participate in these controversial medical procedures that they're coming up with now that you couldn't even imagine. Right. Well, and, and we, we, we talked about that. Those of you who've been on listening to this podcast for this past year, this is the same law that needed to be on the books to protect folks like Christian counselors from being able to actually talk with people about a biblical worldview when it comes to gender identity, gender dysphoria. You know, there's so many places, John, where you just see this overwhelming uh, pouring out of a religious fervor for the LGBTQ movement. Yeah. Uh, and, and that really was a huge need to put a firewall up to protect those, protect people of faith. That's right. Being able to, to practice their profession. And even in abortion, you know, we had a law uh, preventing medical students from being discriminated against, but what about everybody else that participates in an abortion? You know, the nurses, the other people who, who may object to that. So uh, we, we just, uh, we made a lot of progress this year. Um, the budget is also progress. Uh, we've been able to get uh, some funding. I think it's gonna hold up for our Christian Learning Centers in Greenville. Uh, that's going to be big for them to get a building so they can right. function out of that. They're helping our school children uh, during release time. Uh, we're going to get funding, hopefully, for our crisis pregnancy centers this year. That was what, like uh, close to two million dollars to help support. Well, the, we'll, the we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll no see promises. We no, have to. We we'll have to wait. To, right. Yeah, we have to wait till it comes out. But we're hopeful. We're very hopeful. That's the first time it's ever been put in the budget, as far as I know. And so well, and we're you making. Were in, you were instrumental in making that a priority. Well, our whole caucus was. Right. You know, we, we made that a priority in trying to. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna uh, uh, ban abortion in South Carolina, it needs to be banned, and we're planning on doing that. But if if it need it needs to be banned, we need to help these women. You know, we need to help people who who uh, become pregnant, don't know where to turn. And, and these, these pregnancy centers have been doing that. We've got 20-something centers throughout the state. They've been doing that for many years on a shoestring budget, right. you know, unable to really, really do everything they could do because they, they depend entirely on donations. And so this would be a help and a boost to them in, a, in an important time. Especially, we, we've talked about the fact that the Dobbs case coming down from the Supreme Court is going to have a big impact on what goes on. Uh, you, we talked about it just a moment ago, and, and it is within what's called the sine die resolution. For those of you who are, are kind of new to this part of it, it's the rules under which the House and Senate can do the people's work after the legislative session ends. And so coming back, you have an ability, because you wrote it within that resolution, to come back and address abortion in South Carolina. And we were looking at probably 3,000 children who are going to be born in this state when abortion is overturned. And that is huge. Well, thanks to the Family Caucus again, uh, these members who have worked hard, uh, this was an unprecedented thing that was put in the sine die resolution to be able to come back and deal with that uh, before, instead of waiting all the way till January. So that's important. And uh, 
I think we're going we're gonna to make progress uh, banning abortion in our state. I can't wait to wave goodbye to Planned Parenthood, and I'll, <laughs> I'll help them pack. <laughs> Let's let them go. You know, they're unwelcome guests here. Right. You know, so uh, we're making progress in so many ways. So we, we get through everything else. The, the last few weeks of the legislative session, you know, we, we had a podcast where we started ticking through the priority items that were that we had all outlined and and there were three or four that we we knew were solid we knew we were going to get done did not expect that we would get to sine die and we would have done things like stopping medical marijuana stopping hate crime legislation which would have added sexual orientation and gender identity language into south carolina code uh, being able to pass the bills that passed what was it like in those final days as the it's always a pressure cooker that last week before the session comes to an end hardest i've ever worked in my life i'll tell you you know i was up late nights getting up early in the morning trying to get in here get things done get consensus on things we all worked hard and uh you know some for some reason uh despite working for all this stuff for two years, it always comes down to the last week. Right. So, so uh, people have to get off and, and get moving. And when that happens, you know, it's either do or die. And, and so it's that time that you have to work hard. And it was just a frenetic week. That's the only way I can describe it. I mean, it was just incredible. All the different issues going on. And it wasn't just family caucus issues. You know, it was certificate of need. It was you know, all, all manner of different issues, the county's uh, issue with their fees and uh, all kinds of things going on. So it, it, was, a, it was a wild time. So one The wildest <laughs> I've seen since I've been here. Well, and, and that, that says a lot because there has been some level of, of consensus, but there's, there's a big split between the brother and the brothers of the House and the Senate, the warring cousins, so to speak, sometimes on on certain issues. You, you got a difference that exists right now in the budget over tax rebates versus tax changes. Where does that stand? Is that going to be part of the conference committee and, and work itself out that way? Well, um, you know, we have they have new leadership on their finance committee in the in the Senate and. I think everybody's learning the new relationships, like a marriage, you know, the right. first year's kind of difficult, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know, you might have an argument about something and you might have expectations one way or the other. So I think it's just a natural process of change in leadership and we'll get through it. I, I think that, that everybody wants to do what's best for the state. And so we have good, good leadership and I think that'll happen, so. So you've got a big change in leadership that took place in this chamber just before session came to an end. Uh, Representative Merle Smith now coming in as the new Speaker of the House. Um, do you expect to have some, some strong support coming from, from the desk up there? I do, I do. You know, we've had it already, and, and, and Jay Lucas, he was, a, he was a supporter of the Family Caucus. He came to our last uh, dinner that we had, and he's, he's really been He's voted the right way, you know. He's voted pro-life all his all his tenure. So has Merle Smith. Merle Smith has has been a staunch pro-life advocate, pro-family, and I think he will prioritize that as well. So I feel like we'll have favor with the leadership here, and that uh, that they will try to do what's right for South Carolina. As you think towards the end of what will be this legislative session, 
elections are coming up, things are going to come about. There's going to be some new faces that are coming in here uh, because there are a lot of seats that are going to be up for grabs. Um, as you look at that, as you look towards the horizon of the next legislative session, what are some of those places, some of those priorities that you think the Family Caucus is going to start moving towards and issues that are going to be addressed in South Carolina? Well, of course, you know, between now and the next session, we have the Dobbs case. And that's going to be the focus, you know, this summer. I think that's going to suck a lot of the oxygen out of there. Um, but after that, you know, we've got things like ESG. You know, we need to, we need to worry about businesses that are becoming woke, you know. And, and, and we don't need to encourage them to be woke. No. We need to encourage them to support traditional family values. And so we're hoping we can get back to that. You know, uh, uh, the chamber le started leaning that way, and we're hoping they will come back and, and get away from that, that type of philosophy. Uh, we need a more, uh, we need a Christian worldview, you know, and we, we look forward to, to having that here. And our family caucus certainly will come together. Uh, anything that we didn't get passed this year, I think that'll be a top priority next year. You know, the Motto Act failed. We, we got it through the Senate, it came to the House, it failed on that last week, and somehow we didn't get to it. So that's a failure on our part. We need to come back and make sure that we have in God we trust in our schools. Uh, other states have done it. We need to do it. Uh, that's just one example of some of the things that, you know, we need a law on, on uh, not teaching uh, these, these uh, controversial subjects and the indoctrination of our children. We need a law on, on transparency in the classroom and of the curriculum, you know. And so, although we have it in a proviso, uh, you know, we have some school districts that don't care, and they do it anyway. Right. And so uh, we've got we've to have a statewide law on that too. So these are just some of the undone things that, that have not been done yet uh, that, that we dropped this year. Uh, you can't get everything done. You know, we, we got more this year than probably the last five years combined uh, to help the family in South Carolina. And so uh, we're cutting taxes. That helps the family. It does. You know? And so, so all these things have really, you know, when you look at them, when you step back and look at them, I've been in the thick of it, you know, this past year, but now I'm starting to be able to step back and look at it. And uh, you've brought that out today, and I appreciate that. It, it is a quite a, we have done a lot with the Lord's help. With the Lord's know? help, there has been so much, you know, when, you, when you've been around the State House and you've been around what goes on and you see what goes on inside the chambers, what goes on inside the State House, here, the, you know, there in the lobby, the, the, the cauldron of things that happened around here, you know, I tell people all the time, it's like a meat processing plant, you know, I don't want to, I enjoy my sausage, I don't necessarily want to see how it gets made. Um, but, but you have had, you and the, and the Family Caucus has had such a united impact on what's going on when it comes to legislation in South Carolina that we wanted people to be able to know and to recognize that, to be able to share with you at home or in your car while you're folding laundry. These are the things that are happening here inside the chamber that really make a difference for you there in your living room or there in your business or there with your family. And that's a real important step that we at Palmetto Family want you to know we're working with partners like Representative John McCravey and the Family Caucus to ensure that your rights as parents, 
your rights as business owners, your responsibilities to be able to, to meet the needs of your community, you have the freedom to be able to do that. And Representative John McCravey, thanks so much for everything that you've done, for giving us a chance to come and, and be here in the chamber to do the Palmetto Family Matters podcast today. It just really means a lot to us. Well, Dave, uh, Palmetto Family means a lot to us, and you do too. You're a good friend, and we appreciate you. Well, thanks so much. I really right, do appreciate buddy. it very much. This is uh, this edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. There's a lot of things that we've talked about. We'll provide uh, background and some information for you on the links that go along with this podcast as well as information that when we were talking about the ESGs, the Environmental Social Justice Governance Scores, those things, we did a whole podcast with Senator Josh Kimball on those and uh, with, rep uh, with uh, historian David Barton. We talked about that as well. We want you to also listen to those again so that you can become familiar because those are going to be important things as we go into the next legislative session to protect you and the cultural values that we have here in South Carolina. For Representative John McCravey and our team at Palmetto Family, thanks so much. We look forward to catching you next week.